Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined as ever by Greg Browning as we return for a look at Scottish football this weekend. Greg, how's it going? Glad to be back. Yeah. It's going to be a break. Um, the last of football's now finished. Yeah, it's good. They say, they say a week's a long time in football, but two weeks is even longer, I think, <laughs> in terms of what's happened in Scottish football since we last recorded the podcast. And we've got the perfect man to talk us through all, hap- all the happenings in Scottish football in the last couple of weeks. Div McDonald from Pie and Bovril. How's it going, Div? Have you come down off the ceiling after last night's performance by Scotland? Uh, still buzzing, but I have been struggling today. It's been a long <laughs> day for me. So, um, yeah, brilliant night at Hamden. Absolutely loved it because I missed the, the Israel game. I felt that was uh, that was my my gift last night. That I actually got to be part of something amazing. It was really good. Great performance. Great result. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It was the performance. You know, we were speaking before we started recording there that Scotland have have beaten bigger nations than Denmark, but <clears throat> last night's performance really stood out. You know, in terms of how they controlled the game and really deserved that too. Now, if not more. Yeah. Totally, start from start to finish. I feel you know, apart from maybe a wee little to start the second half, which you're always going to have one period in the game where a team like that's going to have plenty of the ball. But I thought we looked comfortable, and then we finished so strong, and we were really unfortunate not to get a third. Um, but yeah, I can't be too greedy. It was a great, just a whole team performance. Every single player did their bit. Um, even the guys coming off the bench, it was just it's absolutely magic, isn't it? It's dead exciting seeing. Players like Billy Gilmer, man, I just was pinching myself last night. He just mm-hmm. doesn't look like a Scottish player. He's just so, so comfortable in the ball. And I think he's, he's brought all the sort of players around him into great form as well. Callum McGregor was brilliant last night again. Um, just and John Suter, what a, a bonus that was. Uh, just yeah. so many great performances. Great night. I saw yeah. a few people say that they, clapped, they stood up and clapped. In their own house, where um, Gilmore came off. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. He's just—he's brilliant to watch. It's just so much fun because he always wants to go forward with the ball. He never seems to get flustered. He's not a player that we usually create, do we? No, he's not no, a I... typical Scottish player. He's probably the opposite of what we would I... normally have in the middle of the park. I, I can't remember seeing a player like that in a Scotland shot. Well, I don't know if ever, but certainly in decades, you know, mm. going way back, you know, just it's just brilliant to watch. A brilliant wee player, and I'm so it was only twenty years old, so we've got hopefully another fifteen years of that. It's, it's actually really exciting. So, as, as Alan McCoy says, that Norwich must be some team <laughs> <laughs> when, when Billy, Billy Gilmore isn't <clears throat> isn't getting a start. But um, what, what was I that boy thinking about not playing him? Ah, you know, it's, it's, it's it's paid the, it's paid the price. Uh, so it sets us up nicely, Div, for mm-hmm. the playoffs, uh, and we'll no doubt cover them in detail once we get there. Uh, I think it's is it March? March twenty uh, fourth and twenty fifth for the semi, yeah, and then twenty eighth or twenty ninth for the final. Let's mm. think that we're going to the final. Let's start looking at that date as well. So. Not that you're counting down the days. Um, yeah. yeah, I just did a quick check, and it's just great to be able to check these things. It's Scotland are a thousand to one to win the twenty twenty two World Cup. So. Yeah, that, that old chestnut, if you put £10... That'll on, have his backers. <laughs> if you put that £10 on, that means that you will uh, lose £10. <laughs> so, uh, and also, we'll, we'll get to this very shortly, but since we last recorded the podcast, I guess the big news in Scottish football is that Stephen Gerrard has left the building at Ibrox. Rangers are currently managerless, uh, so they head into the semi-final currently without a manager uh, this weekend, but we'll cover that 
very short. Tell you what, so that did fill a massive void, didn't it, last week? <laughs> it filled a huge <laughs> void. There was nothing happening last week at all in any football and across the across the world, actually. It was a that, good that week to be a Scottish football <laughs> forum all along. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I guess just uh, good housekeeping and sadder news, we've lost Walter Smith and Bertie All, two legends of the Scottish game, uh, during the period since we last recorded our podcast, so our thoughts are with their friends and family as well. Uh, but we crack on, and as Greg said, no podcast last week, but we've got plenty to look forward to this weekend. We have the League Cup semi-finals, which feature Celtic, Greece and Johnson on Saturday and Rangers v Hibernian on Sunday. That leaves us with three Premier League uh, Premiership games and we've got a full card below in the Championship League 1 and League 2. So Greg, we'll kick off. Uh, St Johnson defending the League Cup have the trickiest of ties against Celtic on Saturday evening. Celtic have got a really good record at Hamden in recent years um, and it couldn't be much tougher for St Johnson in terms of defending the trophy. No, I'm glad you raised that point about us being the current cup holders. I was going to get that in early in the podcast. This may be the last <laughs> podcast that you can say that. Yeah, I will say it probably two or three times, to be fair, every two or three minutes. But yeah, it's a really difficult game for us. Um, Celtic, after a really difficult start, looking at their form, they're scoring goals, they're playing well. I think they're in a much, much better place now. I think they've got a strike force as well, who probably put the fear into most teams in Yota and Kyogo so I think between the two of them I think they've scored seven of Celtic's last ten goals and they're playing against Johnson's side who essentially have only scored eight goals this season mm-hmm. eight goals in 13 league games is the lowest in the league so in comparison Ross County are bottom of the table have scored 17 they scored more than double the goals that we have but what we do have is a pretty solid defence We've actually got the joint second best defensive record in the league. But in terms of winning matches and scoring goals, it's a real issue for us. And I have to say, over the years doing these podcasts and on the Mr Fixit site, I have been stung quite a few times <laughs> back and against St Johnston. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I've had my moments and I've, I've called it right, but I have been stung quite a few times. We stung last season against Hibs in the League Cup semi-final yeah. in, I think, the end of January. But I think this is completely different. We played, what, four matches at Hampden last season, won four, won two cups, all behind closed doors. And I think you probably have to bring that into the mix here. We're playing a very good Celtic side who will have, what, 42, 43,000 Celtic fans backing them on the big Hampden pitch. And I, I do fear for us. I really do. Yeah, so Celtic are two to five to win inside the ninety minutes, and Johnson six to one. Um, we're not going to get rich back in Celtic at those prices, so I guess we're looking at bet builders here. Yeah, tell you what, value. two to five. By the way, that's a very good price. I think it's a very good price. I would definitely have that in a double with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised it's as big as that. To be honest with you, I'd be looking for a lot more though than six to one on us. We yeah, that feels a bit skinny. Yeah, yeah. But that's maybe down to the respect of the fact that we are the cup holders. Um, who, who knows? But in terms Can of the betting angle, that, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of the betting angle here, I think at the moment, obviously it's Tuesday night. The bookies are pretty slow when it comes to producing cards and corner markets for the bet builders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're probably going to have to wait till at least tomorrow, Wednesday. Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, to try and gauge what we're going to get on the corner line. But at the moment, I have this game mapped out as a potential super nap. 
and that may, may sound a bit bizarre, given I don't know what, what, what the bet's going to be yet. But I think we'll all agree that this looks shooty in here for Celtic to win, Celtic goals, Celtic corners. And in terms of the hatchet main league, I think we're just sitting in behind Motherwell at the moment. We rack up a ridiculous number of cards this season so far. Three a game, pretty much. I think young Cammy McPherson from Div's team is cup-tied. Isn't that right, Div? That's right, yeah. Played for us earlier in the campaign, yep. So he won't be playing. So I'd imagine Murray Davidson will start for us on Saturday at quarter past five. And if he plays, there's a very good chance he'll get booked. Not sure what price we'll get yet. I'm hoping we might get six to four. If we can get six to four, that's not actually that bad a price. Um, if we get anything better than that, then great. And that's the thing with booking markets. The bookies don't always get it right when it comes to player cards. So it'll be interesting to see what price we get for him. Um, but I can't look past Celtic here. It's just a case now of working out what the best approach is in terms of a bet builder. Yeah, once that gets priced up. Div, you're quite keen to discuss Mr Nick Walsh, who is the man in the middle on Saturday. He's been pretty prolific this season. Six red cards in just 15 games already. Uh, 53 yellows in that time as well. So that certainly plays into what Greg's talking about in terms of cards for Saturday. Oh, totally. And he actually, he did the Celtic St Johnson game at the end of October um, at Parkhead and, and did six yellows. St Johnson got five in that one. Uh, Gordon Ambrose, Bryce, McPherson and Kane all got booked. Um, so I, I just think it looks to me, you can't be a Saturday night cup tie on the telly uh, uh, after you've been to your own game, couple of beers, and there's going to be a bet building card treble on here or something. You know, <laughs> some absolute Hollywood bets on here because Nick Walsh loves a card. I think Greg's right in terms of, I think Celtic, you could look at lots of angles here. The big wide Hamden pitch with the amount of width that Celtic have, I just think it'll play into, they're going to get a whole ton of corners. Um, I think they'll score a couple of goals. I hate, I, I hate batting against St. Johnson at Hamden for good reason. <laughs> right? I really do, but I, I just can't see anything other than a Celtic win here and a bundle of corners and cards. Um, so it should be a really good one for uh, some some stellar bet builders, I think. Yeah. I've watched this at Hamden three times now in the flesh in cup semi-finals and we've lost all three of them uh, on penalties to Rangers, 2-1 to Celtic and 3-0 to Motherwell. So there is that piece. We, I know we won there last season four times, but it's just a different world back then, behind closed doors. Yeah, you mentioned that much? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and also when you think, obviously St Johnson won the two cups last season, Celtic won the what last eight cups prior to that, is that correct? Yeah, four. A quadruple lost, treble they managed. Lost uh, so between the two of them, they've, they've shared the silverware for, for a long period in uh, Scottish football. So, yeah, both actually will, will feel that they've got a fairly decent record at Hamden getting into this one. But, um, Greg, we can only take your word for it on a, from a St Johnson point of view that this is it's going to be a long afternoon for the Saints. Yeah, Calum Davis's record in the cup competition though is unreal. Yeah, played fifteen, lost none. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty impressive. But yeah, I, I, I do think we'll struggle. Um, but hopefully we'll get car markets and corner markets um tomorrow. Okay, 
So that leaves us, moves us on to Sunday, which is Rangers v Hibernian. We've kind of touched on the fact that, as we currently speak, Rangers are managerless. Um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is a clear favourite. Um, I think he's about one to four or something like that uh, to take over the job. Don't know if he would be in position for this weekend. Um, does that make Hibernian's chances any better this weekend, Div? I suppose it does because it's, it's a bit of an unknown as to how Rangers are going to react without Gerard being there. Um, it all seems to be a bit up in the air um, in terms of, and I think they've got some sort of random people running the team and then Jermaine Defoe part of that, I think. But he's, I don't know, Hibs haven't played a game for two weeks either, have they? So yeah. No, it's 25 days since they last played, I think. Yeah, it's last, it's last played. Days, so, yeah. so there's that angle as well. And you kind of—it's just—it's a wee bit unknown here, which is always it's difficult from a gambling point of view. And Rangers were in good form, I suppose. You'd like to—you would say that they have been in good form. Hibs haven't been in good form, so and again with a big crowd behind them at Hamden, you got to fancy Rangers in a strong favourites. But I don't know. It's just—it's a tough one again. Look at cards here, don't you? Hibs and Rangers is usually a card fest. And our friend Nick Walsh actually—it was it did the Rangers Hibs game at Ibrox when he. Sent off Portis in book six uh, back in the start of October. So, no love lost. Kevin Clancy likes a card as well. So, I think cards would be another angle on this one for me. Yeah, Kevin Clancy's actually handed out more cards than uh, Nick Walsh in fewer games this season. Although, when I look through his record, uh, he gave he handed out 13 in an AEK Athens v Velis Mostar game. So, God knows what was happening <laughs> in that game. Uh, it sounds like an absolute belter. I must uh, say, the two matches themselves to back both Glasgow teams is probably a pretty decent double, to be fair. But I'm with Dev, I think it's a bit of an unknown at the moment in how they'll react, Rangers. I think it gives Hibs a a little bit of a chance now. I say a little bit. They're 92 to win the match, Hibs. Which I think, again, is very, very short. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear, Hibs are on the same number of points as St Mirren at the moment. Yeah. And Aberdeen. Both, wait, you wait, could say... Wait, wait, <laughs> <laughs> after the start played, they had to the season... They have played uh, two games fewer to be fair to them. Um, and let's not... Uh, Let's not be absent, Mum, right? We're, we're, <laughs> we're a good side. But I guess what the point I'm trying to make is, after the start of the season, it's kind of fallen away a little bit the last three or four games for Hibs. I know they have had a tough run of matches, but um, they come into this having not played in 25 days. It's hardly ideal. Don't get me wrong, you could, you could probably spin that on its head and say they'll be fresh. Mm. But 25 days is a long time at this time of the season not to have played a competitive match. But I must admit, though, I'm very excited, very, very excited about cards for this game. I think it's a, bu- a bloodbath. I really do. <laughs> I think Porteous is obviously will be on everyone's radar. He's had five yellow cards this season and a red card. Uh, Newell's also another player for Hibs I like to get booked. He's in four yellows and a red. Looking at Porteous against Rangers, he has received two red cards and three yellow cards in his career so far against Rangers. So... Not a bad, not a bad start for the boy. He's still quite young, so I'm sure that will be double figures if he stays at Hibs for a long time. Hmm. But yeah, I think there'll be bookings in this game again. The bet board is probably the best angle. Rangers do rack up a lot of corners, so be interested to see they put a lot of balls in the box. But again, we can't really call this one out until we see um, what's on offer. But I, I will be very keen on a Porteous new double. Not sure yeah. what price we'll get, but um, both the bets for both the cup semi-finals will be on the channel. Yeah. 
yeah, it does feel like one of those <clears throat> where Cards is going to be the, maybe the best angle of attack. That um, Celtic Rangers double pay 65, Craig, for them both to win inside the 90 minutes. Yeah, I certainly would not put anyone off back in that. I think the Celtic one's a foregone conclusion. Um, <laughs> but I think the Rangers one's a little bit, probably a little bit nervous about that one. But still, still a very good team, Rangers. I know JR's left, but you still expect them to do the job. Yeah, and Div, your thoughts on the vacant managerial position at Ibrox? I think Van Bronckhorst will get that, to be honest. I can't see, I don't know who the, I know Lampard was in the mix, but that seems fanciful. And then I think the boy at Bodo Glint actually, is, has, I've seen his name mentioned, yeah. is that his name? Yeah. Um, What's um, Van Bronckhorst's credentials at the moment? What's he doing at the moment? He's out of job. He, he, he did really well at Feyenoord. He, he won the cup in his first season, then he won them the title and just 60% win rate, I think, at that point. And then he went, I don't really know why he went, but he then went to China, probably for money, I guess, like everybody else. But he, he didn't have a good time there. I think his win rate there was really poor. And he only stayed for 11, 12 games, something like that. And he's been out of work since. So I don't really know kind of what timeline that is over. But so, he, yeah, he did really well in Holland. Didn't do well in China, so I don't know. Um, the Rangers fans seem to want want him, obviously, because that's just a nostalgia thing, isn't it? A nostalgia not, thing. Yeah. Not a massive fan of former players or former legends returning to clubs to manage them. Well, says, Callum, says the man with Callum Davidson. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a unique a unique <laughs> position. That very unique. Doesn't always work out like that. <laughs> It's a hard one because I remember when, when Jim Goodwin obviously came back to St Man, he come in with a lot of uh, positivity from day one, which is a good thing. Um, and I suppose then the fans don't turn on managers as quickly if they've got a bit of history at the club. Um, yeah, buys them a bit with, of time, doesn't it? Whereas with Alan Stubbs coming to St Man, the fans turned on him from about week two <laughs> so I mean it's as long as that was like it <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't like him from, from right from the get go um, so yeah but I think you're right you kind of just hire a manager because he used to be he used to play there and, uh, but I can't really see any other candidates that unless they go they pluck somebody from left field yeah we'll see how that one pans out I think they'd, they'd love to have that in place by the weekend so um, yeah Van Bronckhurst might be in the dugout at Hamden for the weekend OK, we'll move on to the Premiership. We've got Dundee United v Aberdeen, the new firm. Um, and for Aberdeen, it seems like two steps forward, one step back recently, Greg. Well, 75 for Aberdeen in this match, which I think is just ridiculous. Um, Dundee United are 2-1 at home. So, very surprised to see, United, to see Aberdeen favourites here. And like you say, I think we all thought Aberdeen turned the corner. But I, did, I do think that we did say in the last podcast, and I think David... Wenderson also agreed with us that we could not back Aberdeen at 3 4 at home to Motherwell mm-hmm. and they've gone and got beat 2 0. And that was against a Motherwell side who were really, really struggling. Div absolutely laid right into Motherwell <laughs> on his last trip in the podcast. He did. I remember he well. lambasted them. Can we just say that the next day they lost 6 1 to Rangers? So that was with good reason, right? <laughs> so that, that was a really surprising result, that one. Really surprising. I don't think anyone can try and pick a winner from this match. I think it's far too difficult. United are now without a one in three. A one all draw at Livy. They lost to us one 0 at Tannadice and they were well, they were battered five two by Hearts, but to be fair to United, I think they played their part in what was a really brilliant game. So but it still comes down to one point now from the last nine available. 
and they're playing an Aberdeen side who who knows what we'll get. We've got no idea what we'll get from Aberdeen here. Yeah. This looks like, again, from an angle, you might want to look at cards. Plenty of candidates in both teams. Lewis Ferguson just gets booked every week, as it seems, at the moment. He's picking up a few cards. And United usually get two per game. So, yeah, I wouldn't... I wouldn't spend too much time on this match. There's so many games this weekend that appeal more than this one. Okay. Dev, anything from you for this game? Yeah, I kind of had a look at it. The, the one thing I did notice, Aberdeen, obviously they haven't kept a clean sheet away from home all season and both teams to scores landed in five of their six away games. But having said that, United's home uh, defensive record is is good yeah. so I wouldn't really fancy that and the only other thing I fancied uh, I had a look at was corners because like United's last three games at home the 12, 15 and 11 corners and Aberdeen's last three aways 11, 11 and 16 so albeit that 16 was at Ibrox I think so um, so yeah maybe a potential for over I don't know over three, four corners each and maybe yeah I can shout something like that yeah. yeah something like that but yeah certainly not when I'll be spending much time on when there's juicier carrots to, to, to go for elsewhere. Okay. Uh, next up, we'll have a wee look at Motherwell v Hearts. We've kind of touched on Motherwell got that really good win against Aberdeen, which keeps them in the mix. And I think what's interesting is that if Motherwell win this one, they actually find themselves just three points behind Hearts. Um, and when you consider how well Hearts have done this season, that, I found that quite surprising, Greg. That really annoyed me, that result for Motherwell Aberdeen. Really, really annoyed me because that would have been them no winning five or six. Um, they then play obviously Hearts on Saturday, and you might see there might be a little bit of pressure on Alexander. And I, I love to see that in the league. I love to see other managers <laughs> under pressure. Um, especially I've got a good uh, crack with the Motherwell fans as well. But again, it's another match. Hearts away from home is a different prospect to the Hearts at home. Even money for Hearts. I think they've seen more of Motherwell this season than I have. In their home games, they haven't been great. They're 11-4. to four. I think Hart's objective this season, I think, secretly, would have been to challenge Hibs and Aberdeen for third. Without a doubt. And they are in pole position for that at the moment. They've had a brilliant start to the season. Probably quite a few draws. Is maybe just causing to slip behind Celtic now and Rangers. What, seven points behind Rangers now, I think they are? Yeah, six, six points. Six points, 24 points I've got. But this is a game they have to win if they want to keep in touch with the top two. But I do think it'll be difficult. I wouldn't like to pick a winner in this game. I can understand why Hearts are clear favourites here at evens. It's probably a fair price, but again, you don't know what you're getting with Motherwell. You really don't. They go on some horrible runs and they then go to Aberdeen and Aberdeen side who are in good form and they, they outplayed them and they won 2-0. So, again, look at this game. Motherwell, as I've said quite a few times, are the hatchet men of Scottish football. <laughs> so, I think they've had something like 42 bookings this season, 3.1 cards per match. Grimshaw's on four, McGinley's on four, Slattery's on three. Van Veen, he's an absolute animal. <laughs> Only does he score goals, he gets booked every match. He's had six bookings this season as a striker. Uh, I don't know what his bookings are for, to be fair. I need to try and find out. But he's going to crack and go against Aberdeen. So I imagine he'll start um, on Saturday. So he's probably not a bad shape for a booking as well. Even the goalkeeper, Liam Kelly, he's got three bookings. How can you have three bookings in November as a goalkeeper? 
What's he been doing? What's he been doing? Well, I <laughs> so, saw him getting a booking against us, and it was all for mouthing. He was he was very mouthy at the referee, um, so it was uh, dissent. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm mother will add they're a physical side and they pick up a lot of fouls, and that's a lot of bookings, no doubt about it. And Hearts, this Hearts are not similar, but Hearts have got a few candidates in their team as well. Um, who's the boy who plays in the middle? I've forgotten his name now. Oh, Benigny. No, no, I have another one. Oh, Cammy Devlin. Devlin, that's the one. Thank you, Dev. That's why we brought you on. Your knowledge is far superior to mine. Aye, Devlin, he's really good for a booking. Really good. So the, the two of them in the middle of the park, um, up against Motherwell's hatchet men, this could be good for cards. Derek, take it, you don't necessarily disagree with any of that. Uh, no, but I do actually fancy some goals in this game, I have to say. Um, Hearts have scored in every away game and they've conceded in five of the six away games that they've played and they also hit five last time out at home at Dundee United. Um, Motherwell have conceded in five of their seven games at home and they've scored in six or seven. So I think both teams to score actually is it's not a bet I like, but I think it's over one and a half miles goals in this couple with some hearts corners because I have noticed that Mother have lost the corner match if you're into betting on corners they've lost every single uh, home game on corners uh, seven or eight games I can't see seven games that is uh, home they've lost out in corners to the opposition every single time uh, that's a great start I don't yeah. really know why that is at home because they have at times racked up a lot of corners on the road but at home They've got two, three, one, zero, four, four, and two uh, against four, four, six, three, eight, eight, and twelve. Or the twelve being Rangers, so that's kind of a bit of an outlier. But even like uh, St. Mernon, people like that have battered them in corners. So I think Hearts to get maybe over four corners and over one and a half goals might be a decent wee, a decent wee angle on this one. Greg, the referee at Fur Park on Sunday. Who? Willie Collum. Willie, you're Willie. You're Outstanding. <laughs> Yeah, well he's, well, he's sitting in 62 cards and four, 62 yellows and four reds already this season. So I think there's a very good chance we'll see a red card in this game. I don't know That's why, I've just got a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Willie Collins always good for a red. So. <laughs> yeah, there'll probably more than likely be some card angles for you in this one then, Greg, before uh, kick-off on Saturday. Uh, yeah, last... sorry, to, sorry to leave with the point, but I think this season in the Premiership in Scotland for cards has just been incredible. I think um, the guys that we love betting, I think Mark put something up around cards per match in the top five leagues. And I think this season, compared to last season, the Scottish Premiership seen a huge upturn in the volume of cards this season. I think last season it was something like 2.4 cards per match. And this season it's 4.2. So it's almost doubled the, the volume of cards you're getting. Um, I think that's just down to back then. I would say so, Dev. That would be yeah. my assumption to make. It's the most common assumption I think you can make. Yeah. Yeah, it has um, to be as simple as that, isn't it? Because it's that's an incredible stat. Because fans had, what, a year without being able to shout and scream. <laughs> well, they've had all that anger built up over 12 months and the referee's hearing that anger. So <laughs> that's probably my assumption. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting to see that. Um you are pretty much getting four cards per game in Scotland in every match almost. Yeah. Okay, last but not least on Saturday in the Premiership is St Mirren v Livingston and we might as well start with you, Div uh, Saints, winless in four, Livy unbeaten in four and Livingston 3-1 to one here to win Paisley. Two words. No bet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go near this game at all. Avoid it. 
pretend it's not even happening. There's just uh, our home form is so bad. Only won one in six at home, and that was after Aberdeen went down to ten men. Livingston have only lost one in the last five away games, and that was away at Hearts, including getting a point at Celtic Park. So I can't see any angle here. I, corners, cards, goals, can't see anything. Just avoid this game. I'm going, and I'm, I'm, I don't get me wrong, I'm looking forward to it. I hope we win, but from a gambling point of view, just it's a stinker. It's an absolute stinker. Just avoid it. There you go. <laughs> it's a big game, though. To be fair, at the bottom of that table, because if Livingston, if Livingston win, they actually draw eleven points with St Mirren. Uh, I haven't played a game less, but alternatively, if St Mirren win, then it, it kind of moves them. No, you, well, you, even further clear of Dundee, I suppose, and, you're and Livingston right. underneath them. I, I, we were so poor at home to Dundee the last time, and I think typically with St Mirren, you'll see a reaction. So I think Jim will have us. I think we'll we'll come out hopefully flying this time because uh, Dundee caught us cold we've got a reasonable record against Livingston um, and I think you know we beat them not that long ago this season hopefully we can do it again because you're right it's a huge three points but I think it's huge for both teams and that's never conducive to a great game although mm. to be fair over the years there's been quite a lot of goals between St. London and Livingston in games I don't really know why that is but uh, home and away there's been a few a few three twos and things like that so well you're going back a wee bit there the last six results have been 1-0 1-1 one, 1-1 1-0 1-0 1-0 so okay. uh, a break. he's been recovering from last night's Scotland game still. he's not thinking I, know, I have to say I plucked through Stats from my brain rather than from any research. So it just felt like there was a, there used to be a few goals in the games then. Um, but it was also an amazing start for years that uh, the home side hadn't won. Uh, so Livingston used to keep coming to our place and we used to go there and win a lot. So they've got a reasonable record in Paisley. I think that's fair to say. Um, so yeah, I'm just not, I wouldn't touch this one. I would advise everybody to steer clear of it. You know, we might get a few corners, but apart from that, I don't. I can't see this one being I can't see any angle here maybe Greg disagrees I don't see anything here um, <laughs> yeah I think so I, th- I think we probably owe listeners an apology actually for when St Johnson played St Mirren uh, two weeks ago I don't understand why that wasn't a super nap for 0-0 <laughs> <laughs> and, and a high, it's a wonderful thing but even on the one and a half goals would have been a decent price yeah. in that match so yeah I, I agree with Dev I think Leave this game alone. There's no need to get involved in this match. Absolutely no <laughs> need at all to get involved in this game on Saturday. There you go. That's that. <laughs> I do think they'll rack some corners up, maybe five or six at least, but yeah, there's plenty of others to get involved in. Yeah, we, we always do our best to try and talk up Scottish football, but there's only so much lipstick you can put on a, a pig. <laughs> I think, I think it'll be an alright game. I don't think it'll be a bad game. I just don't think from a gambling point of view I could I could safely say anything will happen in it. It's kind of, you know, we might win, we might lose, we might get corners, we might not. <laughs> it's just, it's just, you just can't tell. Um, so, and that's yeah. what we do every week on this podcast, so <laughs> Okay, let's move into the Championship. Um, and Greg, we probably kicking ourselves that we didn't have a podcast last week because once we found out that John Hughes had been appointed at Dunfermline, we were all, kind of all quite keen on Dunfermline at Inverness. They were a decent price, about 92-41, and the Julia obliged eventually got that win, their first win of the season. Um, and are we going to see Dunfermline start to climb up the table now under Big Yogi? You'd have to think so. 
I think there's other teams in that league who don't probably have the same resources as Dunfermline, don't probably have a, a good enough, a better squad than Dunfermline. I don't think at the last weekend he was in the bench in the technical area, John Hughes, but I think just his appointment overall did help. They went 1-0 went, went down against Inverness. I think on the channel we had them to score a goal before 8 79 minutes at Pete Evans, which is a great nap. I think the nap's doing really well at the moment in Scotland. But as you said, on 92 to win the match, Dunfermline. And I think at that point, we've done quite well this season in trying to oppose teams and mm-hmm. talk people out of backing teams. So I think I put up saying, he can't be back in Inverness at 4-7. A team who hadn't won in four against a side who have not won a game yet this season and have just got a new manager appointed. So this is the perfect, perfect match for, for Dunfermline. They stung us a few weeks ago at home to Morton. Morton scored three goals in that game. Yeah. I still can't believe that. <laughs> um, but what an opportunity they've got here. And what a price as well. So I've been, I was looking for this price all weekend because I knew we might get a decent bit of value here on Dunfermline to win this match. And it's not just the fact that Dunfermline won last week and they've got a new manager. You really have to take into the equation air and the state they're in. Yeah. They're in dire straits at the moment here. They're sliding down the table, one win in eight. They're not in a good place at the moment. And I think Stuart on the channel, who I speak to quite a lot, he's quite close to going on at Somerset Park. And at the moment, it's not a happy place. They're filming at home in this match. Everyone's got their tails up. John Hughes' first game at home. You have to fancy the Fremont to win this match. And that was a very easy nap for me this weekend. And we got a six to four on Monday morning, which was a tremendous price, really. Yeah. Into eleven to ten now, so still very backable. I'd imagine it'll go off odds on come Saturday. But I just think at the moment these two could be going in different directions, I think. Ear struggling, one win and eight. They're filming have to win a game at home at some point. There's no better opportunity here than this for me. And I'd be yeah. very, very surprised if the film don't get the win here. And a win could actually lift them kind of sixth, maybe seventh in the table. So yeah. Just on that be... point actually, it's quite an unbelievable league, isn't it? Yeah, it's split into two, isn't it? It's literally split into two. You've got Kamarnik on twenty nine points, Wraith over twenty six, Inverness twenty five, Thistle, we'll get on to them shortly, twenty four and our growth, which is unbelievable, twenty four. Then it cuts in half to teams in 13 points. So like an 11 point gap between the teams in the sixth and the teams in the fifth. Yeah, but yeah, I think, I think for me, over Dunfermline here. Div that 11 point gap just to the, <laughs> between fifth and sixth probably makes your tip of Dunfermline to come up as champions. <laughs> a bit tricky <laughs> at this stage of the season. Thanks for mentioning that. <laughs> and also the last time I was on was before Dunfermline played Morton and I think I, I, I was I was heavy tipping Dunfermline as well uh, to get the win that day and they got turned over. So Dunfermline are my bad books, but I absolutely agree with Greg. I think you've got a perfect storm here. You've got uh, Dunfermline who have got the Jonah off their back. They got the win last week. They've then got the new manager being there. And I think the one thing Yogi will do is get the best out of a good squad. I'm not sure he's great at recruiting players, but there's a good squad of players there and I think he'll have them hopefully flying and I think you've then got Ayr who are in a shit run, one clean sheet away from home all season, just not playing well. And I think the price does look good on Dunfermline. I think I'll be having a wee nibble in that myself. I think that looks good to me. It's one of those ones. You could have picked Dunfermline to score two and I always have this quandary when backing a team to win 
do a split stakes and do them to score two. But I think in this occasion, I'm just happy to take them to win at a Great. really good place. Greg, that 64 price, as you say, is now into 11 to 10. We expect that to go shorter. We're currently recording this on Tuesday night. At what price does it stop becoming value for you? Um, evens, probably. I think they're a good evens bet for this match. I probably wouldn't be backing them any shorter than evens. Right. Okay. Although saying that, I thought they'd be a lot shorter than what they are. Mm. I, admit, I didn't expect them to be as big as 64. Even 11 to 10, I think, is a pretty decent price. And that's more so to the fact who they're playing against. They're playing a team who are in a really bad state at the moment. Yeah. Okay, so that's your nap for this weekend, Jeff? Yes. Yeah, and that's Dunfermline to win. It was on the channel at, what, 75? Uh, it's now about the 11 to 10 mark, so try and get on that before that price disappears. Uh, we've got another couple of decent-looking um, matches in the Championship Kilmarnock at home at Arbroath and Partick v Hamilton. I know you're quite keen to, to double these up, Greg. Yeah, I've, when I looked at the card at the weekend, these three games just jumped straight out. Both Kilmarnock and Thistle in really good form at the moment, scoring goals. and that, These are teams you want to be backing at this time of the season, I think. Kilmarnock starting to score goals now. So they're home to Arbroath. Arbroath have had a terrific season. But Kilmarnock now starting to motor on. Really good win last weekend. Ollie Shaw, seven goals in seven games now. He's been a great capture. I think the partnership he's got with Calm Henry's working really well. Chris Burke is still rolling back the years. He could play till he's 50 probably. Chris mm-hmm. Burke. Uh, so having a really good season, Kilmarnock at the moment. Uh, I, I just think at home, based on their previous results, I think they'll be too strong for our growth here. Yeah, um, indeed. Sorry, Greg, they're another one who had we had a podcast last week would have been all over um, at that the price that they were they won at Morton last weekend. Yeah, it's a shame actually. I think all the teams you'd expect to win last weekend won. Thistle won at Ayr, Kilmarnock won Morton, Falkirk got a result at Dumbarton. Uh, to be fair, I think anybody can beat Dumbarton at the moment. But a really good one for both teams. And the hardest part for me here was deciding what the angle was going to be because Kilmarnock were very backable at 5-6 to six, to be fair to win the match um, they, were, they were similar place to score two but I think Kelly was struggling at home this season I think a little bit they've not been as good at home as they have been away mm-hmm. but they do have two players that are scoring goals and obviously Ollie Shaw's got seven goals in seven games and he'll be a very popular first goal scorer or any time goal scorer on, on Saturday so in terms of the angle for this match I'm going to double it up with Thistle. So at the moment, I'm going to take Command at double chance, which is a very kind of safe bet, to be fair, I think, in this match. I can't imagine Kelly losing this one. And looking at Thistle, a bit short to win the game in terms of betting on it, 4 to 6, 8 to 13. But when you look at uh, Command, uh, part of Thistle's goal scoring form, they've got three players that are banging the goals in. Brian Graham's in nine goals for the season already. We speak about him every week, and Zach Rudden. Between those two players, I've got 15 goals this season. Uh, for Thistle and they play a Hamilton side who they absolutely pummeled 6-1 about a month ago at, uh, at Hamilton so I think they'll be keen to forget that match Hamilton but again Thistle will be popular to win this game but I'd rather take Thistle to score two goals in this match so the angle here is Thistle to score two goals and Kilmarnock double chance yeah, I think what's, what's quite incredible about this is they went on that little run of three nil-nil draws, uh, but they're still top goal scorers in that championship with 28 goals. 
Yeah, they've been banging the goals in, and I think they're now six games without conceding a goal, or five without conceding a goal now, as well. So, yeah, it's hard to imagine Hamilton going there and causing them too much trouble, but yeah. let's be honest, they are Thistle, and stranger things have happened. <laughs> but I, I do think that they look good to score two goals. Yeah, I mean, Thistle put six past Hamilton just, uh, what, about a month ago? Um, six won that finish, so, yeah, I think goals looks a decent angle on that one. Uh, Div, Anything yeah, I kind of had a look at both of those games. I think in the Kilmarnock game, I got I get put off Kilmarnock because they have all three of the, the games they've lost this season. I've been at home, actually, um, and I both have scored in every single away game this season. So I actually quite fancy both teams to score in that one, um, which sounds a bit brave because it is a both. But as I say, they, they score goals on the road, and I think it'll be quite an open game that one. So that's even. So that's uh, both teams to score in that one, which... I, uh, I might have a wee go at that one and then with Thistle I think Thistle will win that game uh, with Thistle I'd Thistle to win him over one and a half uh, Thistle goals which is also even so as a kind of a bet builder on that one um, as, I mean as you said there's Aki's one win in six away from home and only one clean sheet uh, Thistle five clean sheets in the bounce the only goal they've lost in the last seven was that one late goal that Hamilton scored when they were 6-0 <laughs> they were 6-0 <six laughs> up so that's, that's a reasonable time to concede a goal so um, so yeah I think I think that's reasonable um, to, I, th- I think Greg's call there because I think Kelly to win would make me a wee bit nervous because I both are, are definitely not to be underestimated but I think that double chance there with Thistle that sounds good to me I would say I've yeah. also got a bit gallus in this game as well and gone for the Thistle commanded double just in the price, it's twenty-one to ten for both those teams to win. I've th- I just felt at that price, it's probably worth a small stake on both those teams to win the games. Yeah, I was going to actually mention the Thistle price at eight to thirteen. That I'd feel more comfortable backing Thistle at eight to thirteen than Kilmarnock at seventeen to twenty, given some of the, yes. the stats that, that Dev's just told us there. So, okay, so there's a couple of uh, double angles there for us um, over those two games. Anything else in the championship between the South and Inverness and Wraith Rovers v Morton? I, I think Wraith uh, Rovers are a good a, a good shot to beat Morton. That, that again, Morton are funny. They can they can produce results from nowhere, but Wraith are the best the form team in the league, unbeaten in ten games, unbeaten in the last five at home. Uh, both teams to score actually has happened in six of the last seven at home. So over two and a half goals in that game is two point one, just over the evens, which I think looks reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, because I actually had put down a treble of Dunfermline, Thistle and Wraith, because, as I say, come on, it made me nervous, and that's 5.76, because you know I'm a decimal man. Um, if you throw in Kilmarnock, Dev, it pays 10 to 1 for the four homes. Well, I would do that, because I think that sounds reasonable. That's the first thing i done on Sunday, uh, Monday morning was put in all four homes, because I think those four homes will be very, very popular on Saturday. Yeah, uh, I think the other game... Queens and Inverness are both absolutely honking form. Uh, Inverness with it a win in five. Queens with it a win in six. That's Queens, a long trek on a Friday night, isn't it? Yeah, Queens <laughs> one win at six at home. Inverness with it a win in the last five away. I've just written a void. <laughs> so that's file that with St. Mother Livingston. <laughs> Especially it's on a Friday night. Just put that in the bin. Uh, it's got a kind of one nil written all over it, hasn't it? Yeah. Just on that point, it's quiz time. Um, as I said, it's a long trip from Inverness to Dumfries. Any guesses on how many miles from Inverness to Dumfries? Oh, my God. Uh, you can go first, Dave. 
closest wins. You go first and then I'll go one, <laughs> one way over that. <laughs> hey, oh my God, right. So I'm going to go with, oh, oh I'm just totally guessing you're 240. Okay. I was going to say 250. <laughs> Honest, Governor. Right, it's 233. Oh, Within seven miles, that's outstanding, honestly. Get the man a medal. 233.1 miles. There you yeah. go. There's a man that knows his Scottish football. <laughs> anyway, on that note, we'll move on to League One. Match of the day is Adrianians v Cove Rangers. Adrianians are top of the table. These are the top two in the table. Queen's Park have kind of fallen out of the, the top two. Um, and it really by a point. Ah, Airdrie are two to one here at home, which I was quite surprised at, Greg. That was exactly my thoughts when I looked at it at this match. I, I thought, how can you have Airdrie two to one at home? I know they're playing Cove, but Cove away from home, a bit like Queen's Park sometimes. I, I wouldn't say you could properly trust them. The five to four in Cove again, I think, is a bit short. But Airdrie have been the form team I would say in this league for what the last year four weeks. Mm-hmm. They got turned over, I think, at East Fife couple of weeks ago but other than that I think they've won what five out of six or something like that so I, I couldn't be touching this game I think it's very very close or we could go for the old podcast classic <laughs> no result will surprise you no result will surprise us here but I, I do think Airdrie though are a big place at two to one yeah Dev Airdrie seem to be in really good form that defeat to, to Aloha a few weeks ago looks you know that aside They've been in excellent form over the last month or two. They definitely have. Um, I've got them down here. I actually think fancy some goals in this game. Airdrie have conceded in six of their, their seven home games, but they've scored in six of their seven home games and they've hit 13 goals in their last five home games. Cove Rangers have scored in five of their seven away games and they've scored 14 goals in their last six away from home. So, or last six games in total, that is, sorry. So, I liked uh, this game for goals, actually. I think both teams will score. So I had marked down over two and a half goals and both teams to score, which is evens, which is a little bit greedy, but over two and a half is a bit skimpy. So, um, yeah, so I think both teams will score in this one. I fancy this one to be a good game, actually. Yeah, I think, as you say, Greg Cove just can't be trusted at that price away from home. You know, they've already lost to the bottom two sides in the league currently is Fife and Clyde so you certainly wouldn't be wanting to back them at 5-4 to four to win at top of the table Adrian. no absolutely not definitely not ok uh, but you do have a bet in League 1 and you're all over Aloha against Dumbarton I think it's probably as much about Dumbarton as it is about Aloha here yes I think both Div and I both identified this game today um, looking at the fixtures I think the bookies have got this wrong I must say we tipped Dumbarton at the start of the season to struggle and they made us look very silly um, the first month of the season. But they're starting to struggle big time now, um, Dumbarton. Uh, one less than five, sorry, one less than seven, sorry. Five defeats, two draws. Looking at those defeats they've had, Dumbarton, 5 no away to Peterhead. They lost 3-0 at home to Queen's Park. They lost 3-2 at Airdrie. They lost at East Fife. They drew with Clyde. And they got beat from Falkirk last weekend. So, not in a good place, Dumbarton. I think they will slide in the week further as the weeks and months go on. But I think looking at Aloha, probably underestimated over the last month or so, when you dig deeper and look at the results so far, they are actually in very good form at the moment, Aloha. They surprised everyone by beating Queen's Park at Fur Hill a few weeks ago. 
uh, 4-3. I think they were 3-2 down in that match, weren't they? And they scored two late goals. They've then gone to they've then played Airdrie at home and beaten them 2-1. Again, another great result. They've drawn away to Falkirk and they've drawn at home to Montrose. It's a pretty tough run of games. They've essentially played for the best five teams in the league other than Queen's Park. Mm-hmm. And they've drawn two of them and won two of them. So eight points out of 12 against the best teams in the league is very good going. And I think it's worth pointing out as well, they've scored two or more now in five of their last six games. So in very good shape, probably going under the radar a little bit over the last few weeks. But very surprised to see them as big as 11-10 to 10 to score two goals, given the opposition. Yep, and Div, you were of the same mind when you looked at the fixtures this weekend. Yeah, I totally. I looked at them just to win, which I think, you know, they look an exceptional price uh, 2.1 just just to win the game against the Dumbarton side that just look in a, a real slide and Aloha do look so they're on the up and then I actually had them I looked at them both uh, Aloha to score more than one and a half goal and then uh, 2.6 for the bet builder Aloha to win and to score over one and a half which is that's just a that's just a price that attracts me. <laughs> I start getting a bit greedy. Yes, but no, I, d- I definitely it's hard to imagine that there won't be goals in this game. Um, so and I just can't see them Barton getting anything. It's one of those ones for me. Again, do I pick Alwood just to win or do I do him to score two goals? And I decided to go for both. So it's split stakes here in this match, taking Alwood to win at eleven to ten but also taking Alloa to score two at 10 to 11. The 11 to 10s with Bet365, the win and to score two at 10 to 11 is with William Hill. And it's probably worth pointing out as well, they've got on loan heart striker Ewan Henderson. He's now got five goals in his last four matches for Alloa. So um, there's going to be goals for Alloa. There's a very good chance it'll come through him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a sensible way to tackle it. You've done that before a few times this season, haven't you? Yeah, it's just it's always a fine line because you put them to win and they do they draw two all, or you do them to score two and they win one nil. Mm. So hopefully that negates that and Aloha win five nil and everyone's happy. Yeah. See, this is the difference between the two <laughs> approaches here because I look at it, you go put them both together. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, well, take a two nil win, Greg. Don't be greedy and. One to five, now two now will be absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing, to, there's nothing to oppose this selection, really. There's nothing to suggest that the Barton are going to go there and get a result. They might do that, but there's nothing to, to suggest that. Okay. Before we move on to League Two, anything else in League One for you guys? Anything, Div? No, I didn't have anything else. I found I sort of Clyde's five, there might be a chance of goals, but the Falk up and throws, Peter Headcoon's part, I just didn't fancy much at all, to be honest. Same for yourself, Greg, I guess. Yeah, I, th- I think they got a really good result last weekend. Um, Falkirk, anyway, in terms of their result. But I think Queen's Park at the moment are just killing coupons every week, aren't they? Yeah, just too many killing draws. lines. Yeah, far too many draws. So we we'll definitely stay clear of anyone backing any bet involving Queen's Park. Yeah, it's a good show. Okay, very quickly we'll move on to League Two. And again, you know, we say this every week. It's not a league that we've touched on a huge amount uh, this season. Kelty are now 10 points clear at the top of the table. They've won 10 and drawn three. Interestingly, Stenhouse Muir probably the forum team in the league outside of Kelty, and that's who the visitors are this weekend. Um, I suppose the question is, can Kelty go through the season unbeaten? And if the answer to that is no, is this weekend 
as good a chance as any for them to drop some points, Steve. Well, yeah, I think they're, they're obviously the the now champions elect. Ten points clear. It was a good win for them last week. But you look at the last three games, one each with Sterling beat Cowdenbeath one 0 beat Forfar, albeit that was a that was a tough game one 0 So they're not exactly battering teams. Uh, they're not slaughtering teams, but they don't let a lot, let a lot of goals in. Um, Steny, they're they're cracking goals in. You know they've they won four games in the bounce. I think now it is. Um, and five scored, five in all competitions. Five in all competitions. But in the league, then they've hit ten goals in the last four games, which is really an incredible run of form for a team that was down near the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. So they'll go there and maybe fancy their chances of giving Kelty a game. But um, it's not really one that I don't really like looking at Kelty because they're so short. You know, they're, they're every single week. Um, so you're really looking, I think Greg's maybe got an angle on this one that he, that he likes, but uh, I think the whole league too for me this weekend, I don't fancy a, a whole lot, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think with Kelty is they're, they're getting the job done. They're winning games comfortably, but they're not steamrolling teams. They're get, winning games 1-0 and 2-0. And they're playing probably the form team in the league at the moment outside of Kelty. And that, that is obviously Steny. So Steny are 4-5 to score here. Yeah. Which is very tempting, to be fair. Very, very tempting. I think, given the fact we've got so much on this weekend, I'll probably leave it. But I think it's a nice angle. I think it's a very decent place to just flame the score. Yeah, the other one I quite liked in League Two was Forfar, pretty short at 47. But um, Cowdenbeath are really, really struggling um, at the moment in League Two. And I just thought Forfar might be another one to add into the Akers that we've, we've discussed already this week on the. On the coupons. Yeah, I think in Beath have got Morris Ross in charge now. They've so they've not really had much of a bounce, but they only got beat one 0 by Kelty, which kind of probably surprised me. I expected them to lose a few more there, albeit that's a derby, so maybe that partly attributed to that. So you you can always think they may get a bounce off. I don't tend to score a lot, but at home they're strong, so you definitely fancy them to, to edge that when they may not win by many, but I fancy them to win that, yeah. OK, anything else for you, Greg, in League 2? No, again, it's a league that's really difficult. I think there's enough going on in League 1, Championship, Premiership and League Cup to get involved in. Yeah, OK, yeah, plenty for us this weekend. On that note, can you just give us a wee recap of your best bets for this weekend then, Greg? If I can remember them all. Um, <laughs> so I think starting off with the two Scottish League Cup semi-finals, so first of all, Celtic v St Johnston, Waiting on places for the bet builder. Um, we'll have an angle on the channel for that as soon as they come out. Very keen on a Murray Davison booking in that match. And in the Rangers Hibs game, very, very keen on Porteous and Newell both to be booked for Hibs. Again, it'll be a bet builder piece for this one. And that'll be again on the channel as soon as we get places. Probably later towards the end of the week in terms of the car markets. Uh, hopefully, corners will be uh, tomorrow. Um, next up we've got the nap this weekend that's Dunfermline at home to air and I'm taking Dunfermline to win this match at 6-4 to four. it's now 11-10 to 10, but that's this weekend's Scottish nap Dunfermline to beat air at 11-10 to 10. and that's with bet 365 and we've got two bets from the Kilmarnock v Arbroath game and Partick Thistle at home to Hamilton so I'm taking Kilmarnock double chance and Partick Thistle to score two or more goals and that pays 11-10 to 10. and I'm also taking the straight double 
Kilmarnock to beat Arbroath and Partick Thistle to beat Hamilton, and that pays twenty-one to ten with SBK. And I'll have Eden Barton. And that's the last one for us. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, two bets on this match. I'm taking Alo to win this game at uh, a really, really good price of eleven to ten with bet pieces five, and also taking Alo to score two or more goals here at ten to eleven with William Hill. Good stuff. Div, I'm not sure not sure if you have an app this weekend, but uh, can you give us your best bets? Yeah, no, I definitely like my travels in Fairland, Thistle and Wraith, 5.76. I like the look of that. I'm avoiding Kilmarnock because I don't trust their growth. They're, they're, they're too good. Uh, and I've got a big soft spot for the lefties. And slightly more reckless, Aloha bet, builder of Aloha to win and Aloha to score uh, over one and a half goals, 2.6. I really like that. And I definitely think I'll have a wee nibble at Airdrie Cove over two and a half and both teams to score is evens. So kind of big prices for me, actually. I'm getting very adventurous in old age, but I think as well, I fancy over one and a half goals at Motherwell Hearts and Hearts to get over four corners or something like that. I think that's going to be make its way onto the P&B treble this week once I see the prices for that. Oh dear. <laughs> I think that's also a game to keep an eye out for cars that match. Um, the Motherwell Hearts match. Could be a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah there's, there's some weeks we'll hit the card, Greg, and we're not quite sure where we're going to find a bet, but that doesn't feel like the case this weekend. No, definitely not. It's a really good card. It's probably the best card we've had for quite a few weeks now. And uh, very excited. Good. Look forward to it. Uh, that's us for this week's podcast. And don't forget, you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at PyInvolve. And of course, if you want to get involved in more chat about Scottish football, then you can join the forums at pieinvolvedo.com. And as we always say this week, uh, as we always say every week, if you want more tips like these, then join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts his best tips daily. There'll be more tips than those we've discussed on the podcast tonight uh, across the channel before the weekend. So if you want to join, it's gambler.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up. And that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Thank you and good luck. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>